Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide, and we got a pretty special podcast going on here today. We're discussing the Major Land Sniper's Cup uh, competition that's taking place in October, and I have a whole bunch of people on the phone, on the computer, however you want to look at it. I have Ryan from Big Dog Steel, Joel from Terminus. I have Ron from the Army Sniper Association. And Gary uh, Connors, who's kind of been in charge a little bit of the major land event. I'll get Gary to give us some background and to start us off a little bit and to give us the basic. But the major land event, it started last year. They're having it again this year. It's growing big. It's not your typical type of competition event. It sort of goes outside the East Coast PRS type uh, scenarios, and it's its own little thing that has just grown into this incredible monster. So Gary, why don't you give us some background on the major land snipers cup and uh, we'll go from there and just head around the room as we talk about it. All right. Thanks Frank for having us. Um, the major land sniper cup is held at black bear shooting club, which is in Gladstone, Virginia. Black bear is predominantly an ELR type of a club. We have a lot of the extended range shooters in the club. Um, and it's a very, very unique mountaintop location that we that we have to shoot in. So um, Black Bear does provide training opportunities for some of the active duty teams. And my involvement started with the putting together a course of fire for the military guys. So when they come up, it was a little more cohesive training. And once they seen what we were capable of doing on the mountain, we ended up with a match for major land. So it kind of evolved from a training scenario into this match. So that's kind of where the groundwork was laid. Uh, my initial contacts for major land, we wanted a nice military presence. So I started with both Ron from the Army Sniper Association and Tim Packers with the Marine Scout Snipers um, to help make the proper contacts for us to get a nice presence of active duty military shooters involved in our match. And the sponsor support for it has been overwhelming. So we're very pleased with what we've been able to do in, in short order. This match has grown gigantic, hasn't it? I mean, it, between last year and this year and sponsorship, it, it's because it's sort of its own unique thing. Yes, I mean, it's, um, it's an old school rifle match. It's not a lot of contrived positions um the the challenge itself is in the shot in the environment that we shoot in so it's 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 something that's unique for a lot of shooters it's very reminiscent of the asc match which we all love that if you ever got the chance to shoot that so we we wanted to capture some of that magic in our event in the way we produced it as well as you know some upgrades obviously with uh, the sponsorships and the things we've done and we're very blessed to have Tom Fuller with Armageddon Gear joining us as a title sponsor for the event. Um, our inaugural event was Vortex, and we were extremely happy to have Vortex kind of help us get the, the ball rolling the, the first go-round, and they're also heavily involved with us this year. Uh, the NRA has also stepped up in a, in a large way, providing um, not only financial support for the match, but the American Rifleman TV was on site to cover it. So we were actually, our very first match was broadcast on American Rifleman TV. 
And this year we've added the print media team from American Rifleman as well as Shooting USA. So the match is getting a tremendous amount of coverage. Excellent. Excellent. Now, competition wise, uh, I'm going to jump on with Ryan real quick. Ryan, you're kind of working as the match director, correct? To help uh, kind of herd the cats around a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's accurate. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, as kind of Gary alluded to, I think it's going to be a, a good event. It's um, something that's different for this side of the United States. It's not really flat. I mean, it's very mountainous there. Um, so you're kind of shooting mountain to mountain. Um, the looks and the the terrain and the views, everything that you kind of get there is is very unique to that facility, I think. Very cool. Very cool. And and you came on board this year, right, Ryan? You weren't part of it last year, so you're jumping on board to help them out uh, yourself, Big Dog, uh, this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I shot last year with a partner, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I think, you know, they just kind of want to change things up every year and keep things kind of fresh. Um, so they asked me to, to come on and, and help them out this year and uh, was more than happy to. Excellent, excellent. And now, uh, Ron, let's talk a little bit about sort of the military side of things. Since we don't have Tim with us and, and you bring in the associations in, um, you know, we can kind of go over a little bit on what the associations are doing. You're on mute. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. I figured that out on my, uh, by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the Army Sniper Association is 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 pleased to be able to return back to Black Bear in the Major Land Cup. And uh, we've promoted it uh, throughout the, the military uh, circles. And I think Gary can attest that uh, he has several competitors from throughout the Army and, and the Marines as well. Uh, we enjoyed going up there last year and and uh, helping Gary and and you know promoting it and it in turn helped promote the association. Uh, I think this year one item uh, that that we we use locally uh, to generate some funds for the Sniper Care Program is called the Liberty Bell Challenge. Uh, and the Liberty Bell Challenge was established a few years ago by two of our board members, you know, Sean Rhodes and Matt Brown, you know, and they, they conduct local shooting events in central Georgia and added the Liberty Bell Challenge to generate donations for the Sniper Care Fund. Uh, what the Liberty Bell Challenge does is places a, you know, a 24-inch bell-shaped steel target uh, painted red, white, and blue at 1,776 yards for center fire. And we also do it for rim fires, uh, usually at 1,776 feet, which is, as you know, around 600 yards, which is a stretch for a rim fire. But it's a fun shoot. And I'm really glad that, that uh, Gary has allowed us to integrate it into uh, the, the Friday event uh, up there to allow people to, you know, uh, donate to the cause, but also challenge them in engaging this target. And Black Bear is a perfect uh, location for doing this and really look forward to being able to do that. Excellent. Excellent. And th like the associations in the military side, like you'll see a lot of individuals shoot 
the, the matches all around the country. You know, if, if they're available in their home, they'll go shoot these matches. But having the associations actually step up, um, other than doing it last year, what initially attracted you guys even last year to say, hey, let's give this a try as the association versus just a couple individuals coming uh, to an event? Well, what first attracted me was, first of all, I got a, got a call from Gary to, uh, you know, and let us, uh, informed us of, of what he was doing. Uh, and to be honest with you, when I heard it was the major land sniper cup, that really encouraged me uh, and all of us uh, because, you know, I've been in and out of the sniper uh, world for about 36 years. And, you know, about 36 years ago, I graduated the Marine course in major land uh, handed me, uh, my certificate, uh, along yeah. with the other guys that were there. And then we, we went off and started the army sniper program at Fort Benning, uh, which is, uh, come to be the army sniper course today. So it was real, it was real fun going up there last year because I hadn't seen him in 35 years. And uh, I didn't even, I didn't even think he would, uh, remember me, but man, right off, it was just like, you know, old friends had met, uh, and really, it was really, uh, glad to spend some time with them and see them again. And I look forward to doing it this year as well. So the fact that it was major land was involved, uh, and, you know, Gary was working with him, uh, for, you know, some input in designing the match and, and, you know, uh, including some of the, the, uh, areas that major land was, uh, wanted to see and, and, was really a, a big draw for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, real quick to go on the manufacturer side, like uh, Gary had said earlier, uh, Tom Fuller stepped up with Armageddon gear and they're sort of the title sponsor or they are the title sponsor, but Tom couldn't make it today to be on the podcast uh, from that side. Um, I was going to say, I, Gary can say something, but then I'm going to jump to Joel's side of it too, for the manufacturers as far as sponsorship support, I know it's pretty close to Joel, Pennsylvania, Virginia. It's not too far away from each other. But talk a little bit about the manufacturers, Gary, and then I'll jump over to Joel. Yeah, so we've we've partnered with ADS, which uh, they're they're a huge defense contractor, and their portfolio of manufacturers involved in um, supplying equipment is. A lot of there's a lot of overlap. So we've got Barrett rifles and long shot cameras and Colt, FN, Kestrel, um, Badger Ordnance, Hawk Hills. There's a just a an endless list that we've got, and they're posted up on our website as well. But just a lot of support both on the military side of the house and the civilian side of the house on on sales. So there's it's. Uh, very, very nice. And they stepped up very nice for us last year. Our, our top five competitors all walked away with a new, a new firearm, uh, as well as the trophies that Ryan built for us. So really, really special to have these people in the industry recognize what we were doing and step up and want to be a part of it. And that has carried into this year as well. That's awesome. And Joel, go, I mean, you look at manufacturers, it, it, there, there's a little bit of a downturn with, with some sponsorships. You see people working a little harder because guys, you know, they, they promote a product, they send it to the match, and then they get a picture of a guy holding the box. 
And from there, it either gets resold or you never see it again and they don't talk about it. But this event tends to generate a lot more buzz. Uh, I know we have big threads on the hide. Uh, last year, Joel, we had guys, when you came out to the Mifflin course, there was guys there who were shooting the land match uh, that were practicing with us. So they were out uh, during that time last year when we were there, and, and I'm sure they'll probably do it again this year. But, um, yeah, so tell us on the manufacturer side, Joel, uh, you know, what you're looking at to get out of this type of event versus some of the other events that are, that are more, you know, weekly. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. Um, Gary contacted me last year early, early on and said, hey, this might be something you'd be interested in getting behind. Uh, we're starting to get some significant support. And I think it's going to be a really good match and you might want to be here. So I told Gary, I'm all in. Uh, and we, we did the sponsor, um, went down and I really didn't know what to expect because obviously it was the first year they had it. And he kept telling me it's not like a normal PRS match. So I got down early, set up my little table, a couple tables, put some product on the tables and it was just different than most matches. So what ended up happening with me last year um, was a uh, couple guys from the, uh, the Marine Corps guys, one of their rifles went down. I don't know what the problem with it was, but they came back to the yes. table and we started talking and they needed a rifle to shoot the match. So I offered up one of the rifles we had on the table and it was all ready to roll. I just didn't have any ammo for it. So they had some factory ammo took the rifle and I ended up tagging along with that team for the whole match for the two days. And I'll tell you, I was duly impressed uh, in the support that they had from the sponsors they had. And like Gary said, initially, it's not your typical PRS match where you hang from your feet and you try and shoot in 30 seconds or what have you. This is a, this is an, a unique match at a unique location. You're on a on a on a mountain, and all the stages are around the hill, around the top of the mountain. Extremely challenging wind calls, and you're you're challenged out to. I think last year they I think they went out to two thousand yards last year. So extremely challenging, a really good match. You don't have a lot of distance to travel between between stations. Um, very challenging stations in, like Gary said, the challenges in making the shot, not all the other stuff. So I was extremely impressed with it. And, uh, well, I was down to black bear a couple months ago, hooked up with Gary again. And I told Gary, I said, I'm all in, I'm back again. I, I want to sponsor what you guys have going on. So we get a little, little bit of exposure, but mostly for us, it's supporting, the supporting what they're doing. Nice. nice. Now, Gary, I'm going to jump back to you one second again. Give us a little background on what it all took to put an involved major land with this. Like who did, did they approach you or did somebody have this sort of pre thought out or did you, I know you said it came from the training side, uh, you know, that you guys were doing some training stuff and, and invoking major land, but like what brings him to that? 
So it, it was it was interesting. Initially, I just developed a course of fire, you know, thinking small groups of, of military guys moving around and having targets, directions of fire, and something that was kind of cohesive. So it was valuable for them to come to the map. Uh, when they asked me if I would produce match for them, I thought, well, yeah. So I'm thinking something, you know, in the 40, 50, 60 shooter range and copy basically some of the, the same feel and vibe that we had from ASC. And it was about three weeks later after they had talked amongst themselves, they come back and asked me if we could do it for major land. And at that point, I told them, I said, now that's a whole nother level of match there. That's got to be top shelf world class the first time out and it required a you know a leap of faith with some of the sponsors um these are people that i know that i i run their products that i could reach out to um jason at euro optics was a big help in explaining to some of the people that we didn't know who i was and what we were trying to produce and it was a big lift the first time nice not now um but I think I think everybody was was complete. For sure. And so now my involvement, just to jump in with that, I'm going to be doing a clinic with uh, Emil Praslick. So he's doing his win clinic, sort of like the Precision Rifle Expo that happens in October. Uh, it's usually Emil's across from me. I'm doing uh, the fundamental clinic. He's doing his win clinic. We're going to sort of repeat that. And on Friday, we're going to have a, uh, is it just our two clinics or are there any others? No. So Friday will be, we'll start off with you doing your clinic, your precision rifle, your dope, dope gathering and um, guys verifying zeros. And as they work through that process with you, we'll have Emil and Kestrel, Katie from Kestrel will be there with her, her support. So they'll be working in support of what you're doing, which will be really neat. If the guy's verifying ballistics and verifying it open, not line up with his kestrel, um, we've got email there making sure it's not an environmental condition that's got them spooked. And then kestrel there to, okay, let's get you dialed in. It's a, it's a real team effort to make sure that even a new shooter that's never done it before will feel so welcome because he's got all kind of support to getting dialed in in the morning. Um, then following that, Kestrel will do like an advanced clinic for anyone that just wants to learn additional tips and tricks on the Kestrel, and then we'll move to the charity shoots. And the two charity shoots will give every competitor, every RO, everybody in the support staff an opportunity to shoot at those targets and having world-class spotters on glass behind them coaching. And, and giving them tips. So I don't know where you could get that kind of training and then go and actually do a live fire supporting the organization and having Major Land and Frank and Emil and, and the, the lot training you up before the match. It's just some great opportunity for new shooters and seasoned shooters. For sure. And I'm going to look at, um, I'm going to be you taking the gravity ballistics there. We'll be able to look at their data to make sure it's going to work for them. We'll take a look at their fundamentals. We're, we're going to run them through a couple things that way. And to make sure that if somebody's new coming to this type of event, that it's one of these cases where they don't hit any targets. Our job is to hopefully make sure everybody's going to get some amount of hits on steel and to, and to make sure they're, you know, because nobody wants to go to any kind of event and shoot a zero. 
and bad data, bad form can lead to, you know, bad results. So we're going to take a look at that on Friday. And then just because of the tricky conditions, it's so worth sitting in on Amos wind stuff. Uh, he does such a fantastic job. I've seen it a bunch now because um, we, we tend to be near each other with these types of events. Uh, he does his, I do mine. And, and so it's, it's a fun time for the two of us just to see people learn and grow and move from there. So I think it'll be yeah, interesting to, to see that as well. Um, one of the things that uh, the, I'm actually working on too with, with Gary and, and the other guys at Black Bear is looking at uh, to see if we can get somebody in the pistol world involved because there will be pistol at this match um, and there will be areas that, that guys can practice and, and kind of get trained up. And we, we're looking at uh, somebody to, to kind of come along. And if uh, anybody knows anyone who's, who's very, very skilled at the, the, um, the handgun stuff, that would be, that would be helpful. Um, I think that's a lot of guys, at least watching from last year, a lot of guys are intimidated by that, you know, by pistol. Um, and it's, it, it's really should be part of your fundamental marksmanship stuff. You know, it, it's, it's not any super hard challenging, you know, USPSA level pistol stuff. Um, you won't be drawing a hot pistol um, from a, from a holster. Um, most of the time it'll be magazine in, and then when you're on target, you'll rack the slide and then engage your targets and then dump your pistol. Um, so it's, it's nothing that's going to be super hard and challenging but it is something that I think a lot of guys are intimidated by. For sure. Like I know out West here we're we incorporate pistol with a lot of our local events and a lot of the events still have pistol in, in them. And we notice the change in people actually, because we keep pistol into our events, it's modified. We'll even see guys with 22s. Cause if the shot's not too far, they'll just use a 22 pistol. It's, it's the touch on the steel. But we're seeing guys step up with the handgun, and I think it's a worthwhile thing to have that bolt gun, handgun, you know, make noise with your pistol until you get to your rifle and um, that kind of stuff. So I, I, I think it's awesome when there's an East Coast event. This event is including handgun as part of it. So to me, that's that's a kudos for you guys. to. to I think it adds so much to it, too. I mean, it you know what I mean? It's a completely different element, but it's one that we should all be very familiar with. Um, you know, <laughs> Frank, I, I'm sure you remember there, there was a, there were a few events that kind of caused pistol to, to be, uh, ejected from most of the PRS stuff early on. And, yeah, yeah. I was there for them. Yeah. <laughs> you were in my squad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I followed you around all day. Uh, I think you were shooter 12 and I was 13 or something. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting event. And I think that event kind of, um, forced a lot of people to, to take another look at pistol and say, Hey, we don't want it at, uh, at a PRS event or whatever, or a precision rifle event in general, just because, uh, there is more risk involved in it, but I think there's ways to mitigate that risk. And I think it's a very worthwhile thing to add to, to, uh, a precision rifle event, just because it adds another element. It adds a little stress. Um, you know, it's, it's just something that we should all fundamentally be, be decent at. For sure. For sure. That makes total sense. Um, jump back with uh, Joel real quick on the manufacturer side. 
it's tough to do all these events. And like ADS is huge. ADS that Gary's talking about, if you want your product in the military, that's sort of the pipeline. Back in the SHOT Show days when the wars were really ramping up, ADS was that like giant area in the middle of the LE sections that had the beer. And you're wondering why all these kind of strange collection of people, it was like suits and operators working together. So um, it, it, it's interesting with Joel's side of it that, you know, to have that rifle, to hand something out to a team that needs it and to follow it around to interact with people. It'd be curious since you mentioned, Joel, that you, you followed these teams around. What was sort of your sense? Because you're coming back, you're positive. What would be your sense to tell people manufacturer side showing up to these events because that was the thing with like snipers hide cup the rifles only days the big matches that we had we always had a ton of manufacturer representation you know we made sure we brought those guys in we even used to tell them you know a manufacturer having someone as an ro you're going to talk to every single competitor you're going to see what every single competitor's using and it tends to help manufacturers learn changes in what's going on. So give us a little background on that part, Joel. Yeah, it was actually pretty interesting. Um, I, it was great. We don't get much time to get out and do these types of things. We just don't. Uh, we don't get time to go out and shoot matches. We, we just are with our head down, just working as hard as we can seven days a week, trying to get things out the door. So this was actually a breath of fresh air that we were able to go out for the weekend and actually talk with the guys that are actually shooting our product and other products as well. So we made a lot of good connections. Um, we, unbeknownst to me, we had a lot of guys shooting that, that competition that were actually shooting our products. So they were coming up to me, introducing themselves to me and, and we got to talk and, and I, just, I got a lot of feedback on the products and it was great for me to see all of the other combinations that guys are shooting as well. I mean, we kind of know, we hear, we talk, but to really get out and see it and talk to the other manufacturers was something that I really enjoyed. And that's one of the main reasons that I'm, I'm looking forward to going back again this year so much is that I can interact with the other manufacturers, not not particularly the 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 um, custom receiver manufacturers, but all of the other manufacturers, the supporting um, the the chassis manufacturers and the Armageddon gear stuff and the tripod manufacturers, and you know it's almost like a mini shot show, right? Um, and yeah. I I I just can't stress enough the support that Gary started. Well, Gary started and it just kept coming and coming and coming. And it's, it was just mind blowing to see that they had such great support. Gary would text me every week or every two weeks and he'd say, hey, Barrett's on. And hey, you know, uh, so-and-so's on. And I'm like, holy cow, this thing's got a mind of its own and it's just just rolling along. Nice, nice. And that goes to the military side with Ron and, and your guys. Um, that that's you know, t talk to us about the different teams you guys got coming in in the and you're the bridge to the military support in a lot of ways with the 
the Army Sniper Association. So th- there's people that can kind of go to you to say, hey, we're doing this. What can we expect? Yes, we have uh, really three three teams uh, around Fort Moore area uh, that are coming up. Uh, a team from the uh, sniper cadre uh, going to to be there. Uh, also, Larry Davis, uh, that used to be an instructor in the the, the sniper course. Uh, his son <laughs> is an instructor there now as well, and so they're going to form a team. Uh, they're working, and then we have uh, Scott Ray and Teddy Anderson that was uh, back in the day with me, uh, instructors there, and they were like the 1988 uh, winners of the International Sniper Competition, <laughs> and they had a great time last year, and they're training up. As a matter of fact, I'm going to meet them next week at uh, Dead Zero up in Spencer, Tennessee, uh, they're they're doing some uh, work up there, getting trigger time and and also some pistol time. They they are concerned, like uh, uh, Ryan had talked about. So they're gonna they're gonna work with their pistols uh, quite a bit there too. But there are several other teams uh, just throughout the army that are excited about coming there. Uh, and and I've talked with them uh, both with uh, the uh, the gathering of snipers that we, we also have in September. Uh, but a lot of those teams are looking forward to Black Bear uh, as they move up there. It's nice because it's close to that East Coast to where everything's in. Being in Virginia, the Marine Corps is right there. So then you just, the Army can travel a little better. The Marine Corps always has a problem traveling. So it, it, it's a great location to be able to bring these teams in without a lot of expense um, to, to help them get that time off to, to do it. Yes, we've got, uh, you know, there's a couple of teams out of third group, guys out of 82nd, a lot of guys out of Fort Bragg, uh, excuse me, Fort Liberty, uh, and uh, the area also uh, out of the uh, 101st there at Campbell. So, yeah, there's the, they are excited. And, uh, uh, of course, it, like I said before, I you know, anything that has major lands uh, thumbprint on it, I'm excited about. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Totally looking forward to it. Um, Gary, give us some final thoughts from you. We'll, we'll get some of these guys wrapped up a little bit and, and we'll get them out to the event. Give me your final thoughts uh, with some of that. And then we'll move down and we'll jump to Ryan and Joel and we'll finish up with Ron and I'll, I'll call it a good day here for everybody. Yep. So one of the components that we wanted that major land wanted to see was the military teams having an opportunity to get some exposure to um, basically the, you know, the equipment that's available out there in the market, the, obviously the civilian side, we've got way more advanced rifles and equipment to work with than they do. So it's, uh, it's very educational for those guys to get to see some of what we have to offer that they maybe are not aware of. Um, so we worked real hard to get a strong presence in the military, and we've got instructors from the National Guard School, from the Army, from the Marines, from the Coast Guard. Um, we've got MSRT Coast Guard shooters that are coming. We even got the Danish sniper team coming with us um, that we met at the international match. So a huge contingent of very, very accomplished military guys. And then on the civilian side, 
we have very, very good shooters there. We've got the short action customs team is coming. The Barrett rifle team is coming. So it's a, it's a very good mix of, of good shooters. And we've got inexperienced guys that, that came last year that had so much fun. They were the first couple signed up this year. So um, it's definitely something for everybody. Excellent. Excellent. Ryan, give us your, what you're looking forward to, what you think is going to be even Throw us a date for everybody. We haven't even mentioned the date. Um, the date of the match is October 7th and 8th. Um, so it's coming up pretty quick. I mean, that time's going <laughs> to whittle away on us pretty quickly here. Um, I just want to quickly just kind of touch base on some of the elements that will be in the match itself. Um, you know, we mentioned it's it's mountain to mountain, essentially. Uh, you're shooting around the, the top of the mountain. Um, so wind conditions are going to be important. And that's probably your biggest variable. Um, there are a handful of targets past 1,200 yards, um, but the majority of those targets are probably 800 to 1,200 yards. Um, so I think last year, as far as caliber is concerned, the majority of guys were shooting a six or a six five. Um, there were a couple, you know, magnums or whatever, but um, I honestly, the guy that won it was shooting a six dasher. Uh, last year. So, I mean, it's very doable with a six or a six, five Creedmoor or something along those lines. Um, don't think that you need, you know, a, a giant Magnum to be competitive. Um, there's also, and Gary can add to this too, but there's a good number of pickup weapons, uh, Colt, FN, Daniel Defense. Like there's a, there's a bunch of sponsors and um, industry guys that are bringing um, carbines and full auto weapons and all kinds of different stuff like that that may be added into some of the events. Um, there's a night shoot that's free, and that should be a really cool time. Um, the stages are very straightforward. There's there's really nothing complex about the stages. It's it's very simple. It's not a math competition. It's not a you know who can shoot off of uh, wobbly table the best it's really about your marksmanship and honoring the the traditional marksmanship stuff that major land um, sort of developed um, so that's really the the basis for the whole match is 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 making it a really cool team event you know you and another shooter um, that to me and honestly team events are are really what I enjoy shooting the most they're they're so much fun you can go there with another experienced shooter or even take a new shooter and um, kind of involve them into the sport. And it's, it's just, it's just so much more fun to be in it with somebody else. And it's also frustrating at times because you're relying on that partner, but uh, that's, that's all part of it. I, I just, I'm really looking forward to the event. Very cool. Very cool. Joel, give us your final thoughts. I'm looking forward to, Going back again this year, obviously we're going to have some of our new products uh, on display and and uh, promoting the Terminus uh, products. But uh, I, I, I'm also excited to get down there and to mingle with the other manufacturers, see what other products are out uh, on the industry, in the industry right now, supporting our guys that are down there shooting our products and uh, talking with other competitors about what, what products they're shooting. Um, excited to sit in Emil's class and, and another one of Frank's classes is, uh, 
is always a is always a treat. So I'm excited to go this year and support them again. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's going to be such a good time with everybody. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm doing our Pennsylvania in in, uh, Ohio, and then I'm going to finish up in Ohio on Monday and then make my way to you guys for the weekend. And I'll be there, you know, Thursday, Friday, somewhere. And that may be there earlier and, and, and be close by, but yeah. So I'll be in, I'll be in Pennsylvania and Ohio that weekend before, and then we make our way down and, and pop into Virginia. So, uh, Ron, give us uh, the final thoughts from the associations, any fundraisers you guys have, websites, anything like that going on, or just shout outs to uh, the military. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i really excited this year, and I think the uh, the support from the military has, has grown quite a bit. Gary has uh, the exact numbers, but I, I think it's doubled or tripled uh, the amount of uh, military folks uh, we got the word out and also my counterpart in the, uh, the Marines, uh, uh shared, uh, knowledge of the event and we've promoted it and look forward to a, a great session this time. So, uh, can't wait to get there. Yep. Yep. I want to thank everybody for coming on, taking the time in the middle of the day like this. Gary, is there anything I'm missing or do I need to follow up or do you think we had a good, good, good discussion for you? Yes, I appreciate, Frank, you having us on, and and I certainly appreciate all the support we're getting for this event from shooters and manufacturers alike. So we're we're looking forward to getting everybody involved in it again and having a good time. Um, We also have produced a a website that they can go and really see all of what we've got going on this year, and this is at MajorLanceSniperCup.com which has all the links to the social media and, and sponsors and team information. So something that's easy for everybody to find and look at. For sure. And we'll put that in the podcast descriptions and everything. I'll have links to uh, what we have and we'll make sure we get this word out for you. Thanks everybody for coming on. Thank you, Gary and all that. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the everyday sniper. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Thanks,